several hours from now, Super Bowl 56 will be the upcoming championship game of the National Football League for the 2021 NFL season. It will be played between the National Football Conference champion, Los Angeles Rams, and the American Football Conference champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Amen. Ah, many of you will be waiting at the kickoff time. There'll be many, and I wonder how much money will be on, betted on this game. Am I talking to anybody out there? Is it the Bengals or is it the Rams? Whose side are you on? When the game is called, whose side will you be on? Will you be like some of those whose team win and then they, all of a sudden they diss them? Or will you be with the team that loses and you're going to stay with them? Whose side are you on? But I come to tell you about a game changer this morning. Yes. A game changer. The one who comes in and changes the game. Amen, because the game ain't over. And I stopped by this morning, saints, to let you know that we're all in a game called life. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. But it's a part of life, amen, that you have to pray. And this is not the time to throw in your towel. I want you to know that God is arranging and rearranging all things in your life. You see, we don't know our future. We don't know how the events that happen in our lives will affect us later. But God knows our beginning as well as our ending. Your end was already set before you and I were ever born. Therefore, God takes all of the events of our lives and works them out for our ultimate good. God is working it out. God is going to change the game. The first thing I want you to know today is to let you know that no matter what you're going through, the game ain't over. I know today some of you are going through the greatest test of your life. And it's the kind that hurts. The kind that makes you cry. And, and I know it's going to sound crazy, but... What you ought to be doing is praising God. That you made it. Amen. To the fire. And not in the fire. You made it. Oh, this is a word for somebody today. There are other people that never made it to the fire. There are other people that died at the door. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? The king's most mighty men in his army died at the door. And it's a miracle that you made it this far. Because by all rights, you and I shouldn't even be here. We shouldn't have lived through that car wreck. When the officers on scene said it's a miracle because no one should have come out of there alive. Somebody else I'm talking to, you shouldn't have lived through that drug overdose. And you had enough drugs in your system to kill an elephant. You shouldn't have made it. 
Other folk didn't make it. But here you are. And I'm talking to somebody right now that it's a miracle that you are not in prison. And if you tell the truth, you know that you are just as guilty and more so than some people who are serving prison terms right now. But God was merciful to you. You could have died in your sins. But God stepped right in in the midst of all things. And then there's somebody listening to me right now. You know it's a miracle that you are not in a mental institution somewhere. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. Other folk have gone through a lot less than what you went through. And they lost their minds. They went off to the deep end. This is why we're having so many suicidal events taking place. What are you trying to tell me, Reb? <laughs> so glad you asked. I'm trying to tell you that you ought to be praising God that you made it to the fire. Because there are those who died at the door. They died where your miracle started. Now see, these mighty men could represent the greatest athletes or football players, the most popular the ones most likely to succeed. They had everything going for them. And if anybody should have made it, it should have been them. But they died at the door. And on the other hand, nobody expected you to make it, did they? But here you are alive, in your right mind, serving God, filled with the Holy Ghost and the power. And you want to complain because you are going through the fire? That you ought to be doing, what you ought to be doing is praising God that you made it to the fire. Somebody ought to shout out, thank God, thank God, thank God. I, I could have died at the door. I, I could have died in that car wreck. I could have died in that drug overdose. I could have been serving life in prison. I could have lost my mind, but God had his hand on me. I didn't even know him, and he was watching over me. I wasn't serving him, but he was keeping his hands on me. He sent his angel to deliver me. I didn't choose him. He chose me. Hallelujah. And brothers and sisters, I don't know about you. But I wasn't the strongest one. I wasn't the smartest one. I wasn't the most popular one. I wasn't the one expected to make it. But I made it. And there's no other explanation but God. Some, somebody ought to shout it out. Thank God I made it. I'm not the only one. Come on, somebody. That was, that was canceled out. Amen. And you're still here today. Now, today we're going to get you out of the fire. But God just wanted to remind somebody that he was with you before you ever got in the fire. And he's not going to leave you now. As a matter of fact, if you're in the middle of the fiery furnace of life today, it is proof that you're coming out. If you're in it, you're coming out. Because the miracle started at the door. And if God wasn't going to bring you out, you would have died at the door. You wouldn't have made it to the fire. You ought to push your neighbor, somebody sitting next to you in your home. Now, I know I'm coming out. I know I'm coming out. Tell them I know I'm coming out. See, it was a miracle that we made it this far. And God wouldn't have brought us to the middle if he wasn't going to bring us out in the end. And I know I'm talking to somebody right now that are going through the fire. And I know you're feeling the heat. And I come to tell you that the fire isn't real or that it doesn't hurt. I didn't come to tell you that. I know some of you are going through the greatest fire of your life. For some of you, it's a financial fire. It's a fire of sickness, a battle for your health. 
Somebody's going through a fire of divorce or marriage problems. Somebody's going through the fire dealing with your children. But I came to tell you something good is going to come out of this. And I came by to tell you that it's going to work out for your good. Now, I, I, I know right now that sounds like insanity, doesn't it? Because there's no visible, physical evidence of anything good in the fire. But I came by to decree and declare to you this morning on the authority of God's word that something good is going to come out of this. You are going to make it. And you're not going to burn up in the fire. And you're coming out. And I don't mean you're going to come crawling out on your knees. Amen, somebody. All beat up, broke, busted, and disgusted. No clothes, no money, no peace, no joy. With your eyebrows burned off, smelling like fire. The game isn't over. Come on, somebody. Can I give a hallelujah right now? I don't care what you're going through. You're going to come out not smelling like smoke, but smelling like God's child. Come on, somebody. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost moving in here. It ain't over. You're getting ready to make the biggest touchdown in your life. Amen, somebody. The devil is a liar. When you come out of this, you're, you're coming out blessed you. You're going to come out healed. You're going to come out delivered. You're going to come out saved, the Holy Ghost filled and sanctified with forgiveness. You're going to come out with some joy, some peace, and a great anointing that you ever had in your life. You're going to come out with a yes, Lord, in your mouth. Something good is going to come out of this. First of all, look at the king. He chose his own team. In other words, his best, his strongest, his meanest, his best trained soldiers in his army. And somebody said, well, Reb, I, I don't understand it. It just feels like I'm fighting on a different level. It feels like the enemy is stronger than before and even smarter than before. Well, that ought to tell you something. Can I go there? See, the devil wouldn't be bringing out his best if you weren't a threat to him, somebody give God glory right now wherever you are. The fact that he's bringing, you, bringing out the big dogs tells me that you must be a threat to him. And that you're getting close to your destiny and close to walking in your purpose. You're getting ready to step into a greater anointing than you've ever had in your life. And he's trying to intimidate you and back you down. And then the Bible says they bound them. This is the first thing the devil wants to do is to bind you. To restrict you, to limit you, to contain you, to, to take away your liberty, to take away your freedom in God. One of Satan's greatest griefs is to see the children of God walking and living in their liberty. Expressing themselves in joy and peace and worshiping and praising God without constraint, without fear, without reservation. So he sends things out of the way to push us down, to back us up, to quiet us down, to put a lid on it. Come on, can I get some help in here? To dampen our praise, to get us all tangled up in fear and anxiety and worry, thinking that we've lost our minds because he know the power of our praise. He bound them. He bound them. He's binding you because he knows the power of your praise. That's I ain't going to let nobody turn me around. I ain't going to let nobody close my mouth up from praising my God. And then the Bible says he threw them in the furnace. Not just a furnace. Not just a furnace. Seven times greater. And see, these could be your adversities, your trials, and your hardships, and your pain, and your sorrow. And I know I'm talking to somebody right now who's fighting something they've never fought before. And the attack is even more severe. The enemy is more aggressive. The pain is deeper. The night is darker. The weight is heavy. And the hurt lasts longer. But I come by here to remind you that this is going to work out for your good because it ain't over.
The Bible said they fell down, bind into the midst of the fiery furnace. They fell down. And I know we are faith people and we don't want to be negative. But how many would just be honest enough to tell the truth and say you've been down a couple of times. Come on, somebody. That you had the ball, but you dropped the ball a couple of several times. Come on now, just admit it. Since you started this Christian walk. You have failed down once, twice, more than that. The fact is sometimes the devil will hit you with something you never expected and it knocks the wind out of you. And you find yourself lying on the ground saying, what just happened? And then these three boys, these three Hebrew boys, right? Come on, somebody. Found themselves lying on the ground, bound in the midst of the fire. But I'm so glad, I'm so glad this morning that the story doesn't end there. Because it says that the king looked into the furnace. And he was astonished. In other words, he was amazed. He expected to see three Hebrew boys lying on the ground, turning into crispy creatures. But instead, he saw four men up, loose, walking around. And the fourth one looked like the son of God. Oh, have mercy, somebody. Oh, he was amazed. I wish somebody else would look at your name and say, I'm just amazed. It's, I'm just amazed that the devil thought he had me. He thought he would bound me. It wasn't, it, it, I'm just amazed at how the devil thought because he hurt me, he made me cry that it was over. But it won't over. Come on, somebody. It's just amazing that my enemies, the one who saw me go into the fire and took pleasure in it, the ones who said I would never make it, the one who said I would burn up in hell and in fire, the ones who said she'll lose her mind or he'll lose his mind, but I'm still here. Tell somebody I'm still here. Yeah, I went through hell, but I'm still here. Yeah, the devil hit me hard, and I went down, and it hurt, and I cried, but I'm still here. And I, and I have a news flash for the devil. I'm up again, and I'm on my feet again. Come on, somebody, and I'm loosed. I've been set free. Hallelujah. No more chains holding me. I made it to the finishing line. I got my joy back. I got my peace back. I got my dance back. I got my praise back. And I'm getting ready to praise like I never praised before. And shout and dance like I've never danced before. Because now I know, not only can the God I serve keep me from evil, but he can keep me from the snares and the traps of the devil that he set for me. But the God, the, the God I serve, can walk right into the middle of my fiery furnace, right into your fiery furnace, in the middle of hell that you're going through. He can lift you up. He can liberate you in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your grief, in the middle of your darkest hour of delight. He lifted you up, turned you all around, and placed your feet on a solid ground. So can I preach like I feel like it? I'm talking about a God that can shut the lion's mouth. I'm talking about a God that can breathe through his nose, create a super highway through the Red Sea, and three million people can walk across on dry land. And I can give you some good news, the game ain't over. This God is ready, getting ready to show up in the middle of your fire. And this God is getting ready to, tell, to show the devil who's the boss. I know sin has left a crimson stain in your life, but Jesus washed it. And he paid the price. Can I give you some more, more good news? The same fire that was intended to burn up the three Hebrew boys, burn up the ones who threw them in. God said to tell you, don't worry about your enemies anymore. Don't worry about those haters. Don't worry about your agitators anymore. God said he's going to take care of them for you. You aren't going to have to say a word. You're not going to have to lift a finger. Just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And see, it may not mean like much to some of you, 
But for those of us who got some enemies, it means a lot. The fire first burned off the things that had them bound. And I found out, church, that when we get in the fire, there's some things in our lives that we didn't need. There are some things that were holding us back. And it took the fire to set us free. The truth is, there's some stuff we didn't want to let go of. And it took the fire to get it out of us. We got free in the fire. The fire set us free from pride, from self-righteousness. The fire set us free from religion and the fear of man. I know we don't want to talk about that much, but there's some stuff that didn't belong in our lives. And it took the fire to deliver us. Is there anybody glad you're free? For whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Now I want to say something before I close to those who are going through the fire right now. You know the devil has turned the thermostat up and he has intensified his attacks against your life. You're the one that ought to be shouting and dancing and praising God right now. Because what the devil has done by increasing and intensifying the fire against your life is to up your process and extend your preparation. I'm just trying to help somebody right now. Somebody here needs to know that the devil has turned the heat up in his attacks against you, against your health, against your marriage, against your relationships, against your ministry, against your finances, against your family. Your faith has been stretched to the limit, but I came to tell you what the devil meant for evil. God is going to work it out for your good, and God is going to turn it around, and God's going to take everything that the devil sent to destroy you and incinerate you, and he's going to use it to elevate you. Go ahead, devil. Turn it up seven times. Because when I come out, I'm going to have seven times of blessings. Seven times of joy. Seven times of peace. Seven times of more money. Seven times of a great family. Seven times of more health. Seven times of more anointing. And because, why? Because the game ain't over. Tell your neighbor the game ain't over. You ought to want to scoot somebody over somebody. Tell somebody to scoot over a minute. If you're sitting beside somebody at home, tell them to scoot over because you feel that the game is coming to your house. Yes, somebody. If you're sitting on the sideline like nothing is things to work out, you just step one farther and two steps back. Just hang on in there because I came to tell you God is getting ready to throw you a winning ball. Uh, and tell God, thank you, that the game ain't over. He is the game chaser. Tell your neighbor and give him high five and tell him, uh, I'm in it for the goal. Something good is going to come out of this. God never said we wouldn't ever have to go through anything. But when in Isaiah 43, he said, when thou passeth through the waters, I will be with thee. And the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shall not be burned, neither shall the flame kill upon thee. God never said that I wouldn't have to go through the fire. But he said it couldn't catch me. It couldn't hold me. I felt the flames reaching for me. And you felt them reaching for you. But they couldn't hold us. What am I trying to say, saints? I'm trying to say that it ain't over. It ain't over till God says it's over. So you just keep on praying. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing until the victory is won. Because it ain't over until God says it's over. And now as I try to close... The story ain't over yet. The game ain't over. The king looked into the fiery furnace, called them out, and publicly declared them to be the winners. 
The king had to call them out of the fire. Come on, somebody. That's what happened when God is in it with you. It get gooder and gooder and gooder. But the game still wasn't over. When they did come out, when they showed up loose and walking around, God called the game. And he said, a touchdown. Come on, somebody. As I get ready to take my seat up, brothers and sisters, while you are wondering who would get the Super Bowl win, while you are wondering if the Rams will win, or if the Bengals will take home the Super Bowl, somebody's still asking God, when am I coming out of my fire? When doesn't matter anymore, church. This is what matters, that the game isn't over. How so, Mary Hagin? The game isn't over because in my sanctified mind, I heard justice say, the wages of sin is death. But I heard Jesus say, the gift of God is eternal life. He said, Father, if you fix me a body, I'll go down and give myself as a ransom. God put his son on heaven's elevator. He stepped out on eternity into time. Come down through 42 generations. At the bottom of the floor was a virgin named Mary. Born in Bethlehem, reeled in Nazareth, baptized in the Jordan, tempted in the wilderness, betrayed by one of his own. They led him up a mountain called Calvary and nailed him to an old rugged cross. He died on that cross. Anybody know he died? He died and the sun refused to shine. He died. The earth began to rock and reel. The graves opened up and folks start marching down the streets of Jerusalem. He died and a Roman soldier preached his homegoing celebration and he used for a topic, surely surely this man was the son of God. But I'm glad that's not how the story ended. I'm glad the game wasn't over because early, 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 one Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Church, the game isn't over. He got up with a touchdown, running the finish line, and said, it is finished. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. The game ain't over yet. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. But you need it to know that it ain't over till God saves us over. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.